In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one woman and one man will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine, well, very little actually, Emily Jones and Eric Johnson star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with. And the other has never even seen. I'm Emily Jones. And I'm Eric Johnson. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com. And you can also find all of our past episodes on iTunes and Google Play. Today, we have a special guest with us. It's my friend, Sarah Whiteman. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Hi. I'm here to watch 30 Rock, the 2006 sitcom created by and starring Tina Fey as the head writer of a TV sketch show. It co-stars Alec Baldwin, Tracy Morgan, Jane Krakowski, and a lot of other familiar faces as the crazy cast of characters who somehow get the show on air every week. And I've never seen it. You've never seen 30 Rock? We haven't done that in a while. We, I like, know, right? we did that for the first couple episodes, and then we gave up on it. <laughs> feigning, feigning surprise at the thing we've discussed in advance that we haven't seen. After reading <laughs> off of the script, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, um, is like, it is kind of surprising that you've made it this far, though, because like yeah. I feel like I personally and also like all of our mutual friends, like we reference 30 Rock a lot in conversation. I mean, I've seen a few episodes here and there, but never in order. And never regularly. Yeah. See, we need we need to get like a proper binge watch going for you. We need to fix this. Uh, I was thinking about this before we started taping. This is uh, episode ten of season five, so this will be our season finale for for you know a little while. And this season, we have put ourselves through some adversity. Uh, I made you, Emily. I made you play a video game that made you physically uh, ill. It literally did. I had to stop playing it because I was going to vomit. Uh, so so I made you physically ill. You made me go to a play. Uh, we both watched La La Land. Um, and oh. so this is like, this is us coasting to the finish line here. Us watching <laughs> 30 Rock. This is like us giving ourselves the easiest assignment possible. So, <laughs> Sarah, so, I, I hope... So thank you for being our guinea pig to allow us to, like, just coast through the ending. No problem. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so Emily, what, what are we going to actually be watching? What episodes are we watching here? Yeah, so I would love if we could just be like, just watch all of 30 Rock. Like, but no. Sounds um, good. I'll, I'll yeah, start I'm right down. now. I mean, I do that. I'm I'm usually in the middle of a 30, walk, 30 Rock rewatch at any given time. Um, but <laughs> no, we're going to watch. Uh, we're going to start in season one with the pilot. And we're going to watch uh, episodes one to three and then five through seven. So six episodes in total. And they're all on Netflix. Yes. And I guess if you don't have Netflix for whatever reason, you know, perfectly legit. Uh, you can also rent all of them. Uh, Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Google Play. It looks like they're two bucks or three bucks each. All the usual places. But really, just it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I and mean. also and also in all of our hearts. Uh so yeah, so we're <laughs> we're going to go binge watch some 30 Rock right now and uh just, you know, in case you're not familiar with the whole drill, we're also going to spoil everything that happens in those episodes, so be prepared. Join us after the break. <laughs> And 
And we're back. We've just watched six episodes from the first season of 30 Rock, or rewatched for the eight bajillionth time in so much my, work. my and Eric's cases. Uh, and Sarah, we will we will get to your thoughts in a moment. Um, but first, uh, what we typically do is uh, Eric and I, well, the geek, whoever it is, in this case, both of us, um, mm-hmm. we'll talk about, you know, why they like the things so much. So, um, Eric, why do you like 30 Rocks so much? Uh, oh, boy. How much time do we have? No. Um, okay. This show is so amazing because <laughs> it takes something just I think the fact that coincidentally or not in that very first episode where Jack Donaghy is talking about uh, how TGS needs the third heat, mm-hmm. that is such a perfect metaphor for this show where it does all of these things at once. It combines the great cast, the great writing, the great acting. It, this is a show that I know never did very well in the ratings, but for me is kind of like... I, I put this show up on a pedestal because it does all of these things that are really, any one of them is very hard to do, and it does all of them so well simultaneously. I love the cast in this show, and I love the writing in this show, and just every, everything about it, 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 it's so hard to be to be specific. Um, so if I have to pick one thing, Jack Donaghy, just, just the, <laughs> the character of Jack Donaghy uh, is, is just delightful and one of my all-time favorites out of any TV show. Yeah, he's he is quite something. <laughs> um uh, so for for my part, um there's so many things as you said that that I'm just kind of kind of going to pick one that that stood out to me on this particular rewatch of these particular episodes. Um but yep. you you mentioned that like idea of like maybe it's an accident or not about the the, the concept of the third heat. And what I what I love, one of the things I love is is that uh, this show is almost always working on like six different levels and so many, so many more levels than almost any other show like even tries to get to. So a lot of shows like something like that, you are, you're pretty comfortable assuming that, that it's, it's just a happy thing that works. Um, and maybe in that particular case, cause it's just the pilot it is, but this show is like, I mean, meta doesn't even begin to cover it. It's yeah, like, there's, the word is not enough. <laughs> there's so many there's so many layers of things that it's doing and being funny and being funnier for how meta it is. Like, the, I think the best example from the episodes we watched was the the Jackter episode with mm-hmm. the um, the Snapple. Yes, exactly the Snapple thing where like they like watch the you know they watch the video encouraging them to promote GE products and then the writers you know Liz is like we're not going to do that and then they like she gets interrupted by this Snapple commercial we're not doing that we're not compromising the integrity of the show to sell wow this is diet Snapple I know it tastes just like regular Snapple doesn't it you should try plumagranate it's amazing I only date guys who drink Snapple there's but there's like there's so many more layers to it like it's not just that joke like that's not where the joke ends it's also the fact that then the sketch that they write to do the product integration is essentially the sketch that we just watched them do where their boss comes in and forces them to do the product and it's like it yep. and that that kind of that kind of machination especially where to where like you also kind of have to assume that like 
NBC told them they had to incorporate Snapple, and that was how they decided to do it. And <laughs> they showed us how they decided to do it like four times. And like the the show continues to do that over and over and over again. I mean, you see NBC go through all these transformations as NBC was in the real world. And ah, uh, 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 there's just like. It, there's again layers there's just so many layers that this show like is functioning on and it's a 22 minute comedy like we're not talking about the wire here we're talking about <laughs> an nbc sitcom but it is just like so smart and so in- ridiculously self-aware and aware will- of being self-aware so here's the thing with any show where both of us are the geeks, this is always the danger is that we will go on. So let's bring in our third heat. Yes. Let's bring Sarah in here, and <laughs> she can tell us what, what she thought of 30 Rock. Let's see. First thing, Liz Lemon. I, I told Emily this while we were watching. Maybe she's definitely me. Like, I relate so much yeah. to her. But then I think she's just everyone. I mean... Especially with her relationship stuff and her working life. And then she just works so much that she has no personal life. Like, oh my god. Way, way too close to home. I might be a little bit victimized. A little bit. (laughs) But in the best way possible. And another one. These are mostly just people that I really liked. Um, Kenneth is probably my favorite character. Like, I need need all of his stories. Because I haven't watched any more episodes yet. Yet. And maybe it's because he's from Georgia and I'm from Georgia and he behaves exactly how I would or do every time <laughs> I go to New York City and I'm walking past someone and I catch their eye and I'm like, ha, oh, no. That's his New York. We don't do that here. Jack McBrayer is, yeah, he's he's such an underrated asset for this show because uh, as they acknowledge in that scene where Jack Donaghy is uh, trying to read him at the poker table, like, mm-hmm. he's he's so good at saying stuff without actually talking. Like, he is, his, his face just does just, just so much work just, just from him smiling. <laughs> yeah, I just... And so does the tone of his voice. Like, it's, it's like, almost entire almost universally like pleasant and smiling but there's so many shades to that you can read from the, the various ways and degrees in which he's he's pleasantly smiling and saying things like i believe that life is for the living i believe in taking risks and biting off more than you can chew and also people are yelling and i got confused about the rules well it's the whole <laughs> bless your heart thing exactly <laughs> which is so southern and eric and- might not no. I, I think I think it is bless your heart. That's southern slang for fuck you, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. You say it very nicely, very kind. Of, oh, bless your heart, honey. Bless your heart. Oh, but honey. you mean but you mean like, oh, wow, you're a mess <laughs> or you're so wrong or something like that. Just okay. depends on the situation. It is a multi-use phrase, <laughs> but it's almost never a compliment. <laughs> we're, we're much more blunt in California. When we, we want to say fuck you, we do. We just say fuck you. <laughs> Dude, I'm from Jersey. Like, exactly. <laughs> And I am Jack McBrayer because I'm from here. I'm from Savannah. So, like, deep south. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, sounds like you enjoyed this show then. Like, overall yeah. thoughts, like, uh, w- w- just kind of what was your um, just general reaction to 30 Rock? Um, I need to watch more because, like, the first episodes of any series, like, even starting Parks and Rec, like, I watched the first few of that and it was like, okay, this is, this is fine. And then the more I watch it, I'm like, I love this. I love yeah. this. I will rewatch it always. I remember one of the 
early episodes I watched like a long, long time ago, the one time I was like, do it. Will I like this show? I don't know. Was Tracy Jordan, like watching everybody just kind of be, I don't want to say dumb. It sounds mean, but be dumb. I'm just kind of <laughs> like, oh, I can't. But the more I've learned about Tracy Jordan, the more I'm like, okay, wait a minute. That's his character, which obviously it's a TV show. So that's what people do. They do their thing. They play a character. But seeing his character and learning about him, I'm like, okay, that really is a character. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> well, um, so the uh, you mentioned Parks and Recreation, and so I should uh, point out that normally when I have rewatched 30 Rock, it's been partly as background noise, like I'm playing a video game or yeah, I'm me doing too. whatever. And so um, watching it now where it's giving the show my full attention – uh, holy crap, Donald Glover and Aubrey Plaza, Plaza both had mm-hmm. cameos in these episodes <laughs> that we watched. I had no idea. Wait, I, I, I didn't knew that... see that. I didn't even notice them. When, when were they in it? So, Don- yeah, Donald Glover was, uh, he, um, the scene where Jenna sleeps with, with Jack's boss, I guess that was Jack Tor. Uh-huh. Um, Donald Glover, uh, comes on and, uh, with Ron, and Donald Glover, like, uh, tells, comes, comes, walks in off screen and says, like, don't, don't eat while you're oh, in your right, wardrobe, right, right. while you're in your costume. Yeah, don't eat while Oh, wow. Is and it then, a writer on yeah, he, the show? Yeah, he was a writer on 30 Rock. He was, I think, supposed to be kind of the, um, the inspiration for Twofer in mm-hmm. a way where he what he was as I understand it from an interview that he gave I think he was when he was interviewed on Fresh Air recently he was like the translator for all the white writers in the room for all of, like <laughs> just like anything any, so like anything Tracy would would do he was like the writers go to you know <laughs> consultant um, but uh, but yeah so he had a cameo in that episode and then in the episode where uh, Kenneth is running back where Tracy does Conan. He's running back with the medication, she was and the Aubrey page. Plaza is an NBC <laughs> oh, page. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. For some reason, and... they didn't register. Probably because they're they're like I know who they are, but they're they're less high on my. Uh... Well, you got to watch more Parks and Rec. I know. Man. It's the problem. <laughs> I know. But it's really jarring too because Aubrey Plaza in that show is like really monotone and very sarcastic, and in this she was. Uh, playing an NBC page, which I'm pretty sure she was an NBC page in real life. So that's meta on its own level. Again, um, the show is incredibly meta all the time. Yep. So because anyway, I mean, that, like, that like Tina me. Fe- Tina Fey was also the head writer on an NBC Live weekly oh, sketch sure. program. <laughs> so <laughs> I, of I which, think most of people which would Trace, know that. I, well, I know, I think but like, of which Tracy deal, Morgan but... was one of the stars. Like that kind of stuff, I feel like right. happens. A lot. And Alec Baldwin is now the the person who's hosted that show more than any other person on the planet. <laughs> yes, and is also on it all the time now without actually hosting it. Anyway, one of the things that I love also you mentioned you mentioned um, the Tracy Jordan character who like um, he can, he definitely can be frustrating, and I can see how I can see how like if you dropped into the show without like having his yeah. character built up more, he would seem like really. Um, kind of like reductive and bad and like just wow show is this really what you want to do okay <laughs> um but like one of the things that i love about him is the the little the little detail that kind of the first time it comes up is um it might be in jack meets dennis i think um where tracy i think yeah it's in it's in jack meets dennis where where tracy's whole thing is uh that he's all upset because 
a uh, like a, a tabloid published a picture of him doing something super normal, and he's no, like, that's Tracy, it- "That's Tracy just Conan because that, that's no, 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 it's Tracy, an, and it's- they worry about him." Um- like trying to stab him again. No, no, no. That's Tracy does Conan. I'm talking about the other episode. Tracy does Conan is the one where Tracy goes crazy. Tra- oh, Jack right, meets right. Dennis is the one where Tracy gets. They think he gets a face tattoo, but he actually just drew it on with marker. Um, okay. Yeah. Because because a tabloid said he was normal because they took a picture of him like going into a Starbucks and like his whole yeah. persona is built around not being normal. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's that's an idea that comes back over and over again. Like, I don't want to spoil things that happen in the show if you're going to continue watching it. But like that that notion where where like Tracy is actually like is actually much more like conve- like just like a conventional, you know, happily married guy, uh, which the marriage part doesn't doesn't factor in in this in this uh, episode. But like that that comes back over and over again. And like, that's one of the things that I love about Tracy. Like and also Similarly, the way that they uh, the way that they handle the thing where Liz thinks that he might be illiterate, and then yeah. it turns out that he decided to capitalize on her thinking <laughs> that to like get out of work, and it's like again, like the the way that they're they're doing they're doing more than just relying on stereotypes. They're relying on their reliance on stereotypes right. to you know <laughs> build this like this meta narrative, basically. That's also hilarious. And I looked it up, and so um, Jack Beats Dennis aired uh, November 30th, 2006. So I think it's especially funny that that early on that, that, that Liz has the line. Tracy took advantage of my white guilt, which is to be used only for good, like over-tipping and supporting Barack Obama. He oh, was wow. like a known name by that point because of the 04 convention, but that's like pretty prescient, right? Like, but, you know, that's before he probably even declared his candidacy for, yeah, for president. So probably. <laughs> So, um, what did you think, Sarah, since we brought up, since we, we ended up talking a little bit about Tracy does Conan and that is, I think that's the episode that Eric and I both like, we, we specifically arranged the episodes that we picked for this because we both love that episode so much. So I'd really love to hear your thoughts on it. That was probably of the ones I watched. That was probably my favorite, which, if it hadn't been that one, I'd probably have been like, okay, that's fine. I'll maybe watch it later, maybe. But now I'm like, okay. Um, so Conan and Liz. Yes. <laughs> I need I need to know. Like, I have to know now. <laughs> like, usually with most of my TV shows, I've got to have some kind of, like, ship relationship to, like, cling to and be like, okay, <laughs> I want to see how this develops or, like, something. Like, even if it's somebody in a sandwich or something. I just need something to, like, see how it resolves. Well, Liz Lemon has a lot of close relationships with sandwiches, yeah. so... That that was why that came to mind. And the lettuce in her hair. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but no, like, now I'm going to definitely have to watch because I need to find out what happens with that. Like, what's going on there? There's a thing. What's the thing? I'm not sure they ever tease do it. Do they ever tell yeah, us I don't think they, they ever... No, so they do, they do a lot of... Um, this, this show definitely has a lot of kind of throwaway humor like that which actually the the tension between her and Conan was something that got teased in a throwaway line a couple episodes before <laughs> one of the episodes we watched where they were she was going through her list of her bad bad boyfriend's past and one of them was like mm, yes yes the, the tall weird redhead and then it was yes. like Conan yeah I yeah. caught that <laughs> but um and, and he also in, in that same that's from um the blind date episode and they also mentioned the guy who plays Halo with with, with some some offensive username yes. and she's like oh that's Dennis <laughs> yeah yes Dennis uh, so Dennis who we clear certainly forethought yeah. there is no what I was gonna say though is like they do a lot of they do a lot of throwaway 
throwaway humor like that where like like Jenna makes all kinds of mention of like Jenna's past relationship history like you'd never actually learn that much about it except for just like casual passing mention that Jenna and Liz make to like you know Jenna can do this and she was once engaged to David Blaine and in all kinds in so many episodes like she she makes mention to all kinds of like insane horrible things that like Mickey Rourke has done to her Um, anyway well that's something that's, that's interesting is like yeah there's a lot of throwaway humor in 30 rock a lot of jokes that are just there just for, for one laugh and then they never really come back and unfortunately i don't think conan comes back much uh i think i think he makes i think he makes other cameos and it's right like but in not a similar in the same vein. there's no yeah. there's the plot is never the plot is never developed and the hit the racial relationship history is never built out sorry to disappoint you Sarah. How, however what, what what's really interesting though is that stuff that seems like it could be throwaway humor sometimes is like actually a really big thing on 30 Rock. So in in Tracy Does Conan Alone, I know this means nothing to you, Sarah, right now, because you haven't watched past this point, but there's mention of the Rurger oh and uh, we get our first <laughs> entrance to Dr. Spachemin, uh, both both of which become major things later on in the series. Oh, and in fact, God. I think the episode, the Rural Dur, the Rural Rurger, is probably coming up, like, not that, not that far if you were to continue watching. I probably need to, because... Yeah. That was definitely one of the high points. Like, yeah, definitely favorite episode of the one. Yeah, looked up the Roger, uh episode ten of season one. Ah, see, <laughs> three three more episodes, and you can find out more about the Roger. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's funny because like you, you, I I love the show for both of those reasons. I guess both the things that that seem like a throwaway mention, but then come back as as a whole episode or as like a thing that recurs over and over again. But then there's also so many little detail jokes, like when Jenna wants to perform her song and they keep they keep calling people to stage and it's like Jenna and Ghostface Killer to the stage please for Muffin Top. And then later on they they have that again, but it's also Yo Yo Ma. Jenna, Ghostface, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then of course they pay it off at the very end by Ghostface Killer actually shows up, yes. which I had forgotten happens in that. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, you know, what, 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 I, I think I said this in the um, in the When Harry Met Sally episode. Like, I love a good callback, and when when mm. Thirty Rock is is so good at callbacks, yeah. like it is, it is the king of callbacks. They also <laughs> another another reason to keep watching now that we've now that we've you know busted your dream that that Liz and Conan will end up together. Um, <laughs> and another reason to keep watching the show, Sarah, is that. Um, I don't think it starts until season two, Eric. You can maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. um, the show suddenly gets very good about like hilarious semi non sequiturs that happen over the credits. Um, yeah, I don't think that's till later on in the show. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it starts maybe in like season two, but but like a good example of it would be like later on in the series something like muffin top would be would be referenced and like maybe briefly performed on the show as it is but then the credits would roll over like the fully produced actual song <laughs> you know ridiculous over the top music video with backup dancers and all kinds of crazy nonsense to the song muffin top like that kind of thing happens in like basically every episode starting in somewhere and I want to say like season 2 so that's yeah. a, that's one thing to, to keep watching for. Boys becoming men, men becoming <laughs> wolves. That I mean, I means nothing to say. I know yeah, but... she doesn't. Know, she doesn't know what. It but is. it sounds promising. It sounds <laughs> promising. 
sorry. <laughs> okay, this has this gone is, way off. The I know else. this is turning into the Emily and Eric talk about Thirty Rock show, yeah. which isn't fair because honestly, we talk about Thirty Rock a lot, even though we're not. We never have. We talk about Thirty Rock in episodes that are not about Thirty Rock all the so, time. <laughs> uh, Sarah, what, any, any of the thoughts? Like, uh, did you? I don't know if you were taking notes like we usually do when we were watching these, or I don't know if you have any other stuff that was really top of mind, like. I don't know, reactions to, to specific stuff from these episodes. The Snapple thing was probably the, the only other one. I hit all my high points, but the Snapple one, I I really appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, thing I is, think... like, the show just gets better at that. Yeah, it, it starts off on a really good meta level, but I do feel it actually gets better at being meta, even more creatively meta as it goes on. Yeah, um, to to a point where like sometimes sometimes it's one of those things where like if you if you actually make yourself stop and like take take yourself out of just like enjoying the comedy of it for a second, it's like mind blowing sometimes the like the gymnastics that the show is is going through. Um yeah, but I I don't know. I also just like you you you, you had started talking about Tracy does Conan cuz like we asked you to. <laughs> um but I just think like, that it is to me that is like one of the most like perfectly constructed episodes of half hour television that there is like it's 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 so good it's so well done the the just uh, consistency and intricacy of like setup 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 and then the way it all comes together Mm-hmm. You know, pays off in that insane sequence with the intense adventure music, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then resolves and it ends in that absolutely perfect way where you like, in addition to being funny, the ending of the episode, I feel like it also it's it's like a little bit of a character build. Like we kind of already got Liz's deal and understood that like her work life is crazy and she doesn't have time to prioritize herself or prioritize her relationships and that's why she has terrible relationships and you know ends up in a rut with somebody like Dennis who clearly sucks um and then it's like and then it's like and you and you can't even imagine it like it seems like a it seems like a bullshit tv relationship and it's like then when you get to the end of the episode, you fully understand and appreciate it. It's like you understand Liz Lemon on a new level where it's like, obviously this guy is terrible and like calls her dummy and like does like gives her gives noogies. her noogies after <laughs> <laughs> sells sells beepers, you know, it, but 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 he buys her a cheeseburger and like that's exactly. that's his redeeming quality. And it's not really a redeeming quality. Nice right. And I mean. It, that's like that's like base level like like you know honestly like some something that that like low grade is like what like any boyfriend should be doing but the point is that literally everyone else in her life spends the entire episode like refusing to let her eat <laughs> and then like he provides her with a cheeseburger and that's the one thing that she needed today and like that's enough for for that moment right then Th- th- thank you, Dennis, the Beeper King, for lowering the bar for all of us. <laughs> uh, but no, I will say, like, it, it is kind of great how the show, despite making Dennis this terrible character, like, Liz does have several moments of legitimately enjoying herself, her time with Dennis, until she becomes self-conscious of someone else, like, you know, judging her. So the scene where they're at dinner and they're guessing, you know, uh, mistress or daughter. Oh my god, I hope it's his daughter. I mean, too. Oh my god! I, oh, I, I hope it's his mistress. Oh, that's just wrong. That's that's really fun. 
that's a that's a clever, funny, a little bit gross game to play on on a date at a fancy restaurant. And Liz is super into it. And like, <laughs> you, you know, it's it's not until Jack comes over with his with his uh, with his date at the, at the restaurant, and Dennis starts talking about rat kings that <laughs> um, that things kind of go a little bit south from there. The other thing I noticed that episode reminded me of was there's an episode of It's Always Sunny. And it's one of my favorite, and it's called Charlie yep. Work. And it's where Charlie's got to save the bar, because there's a health inspector there. But it's the same kind of thing that Liz Lemon was doing, is he's running, doing this, doing that, doing this, managing everybody, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do so that the bar can stay open. And it's just so fast-paced. It's got the adventure music. Like, it's so <laughs> good. And that's what that reminded me of. And that was another thing that, like, drew me into it. I was like, wait, I've seen this before. Yeah, it's like... I don't remember when Charlie Work came out. I don't know what year that was, mm-hmm. but... Um, they're, they're, like, they're, like, episodes episodes of television that belong in, belong in, like, a textbook of, like, this is how, this is how you do, you know, a really funny... This is how you do a funny episode of, of a half-hour comedy. I an- Another episode, and it's a, it's a different format. It doesn't fit, like, the, the kind of mode that we're talking about, but... Another episode I feel that way about is the Archer episode from season four called Legs. Oh, I don't it's, think I've actually seen that one. Yeah, it's um, it's so. Uh, is that during the Archer Vice season? No, it's the season before that. Oh, okay, then I have seen. I've forgotten about it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's so good, and it's on on uh, in in like in different ways, but also some of the same ways where it's again, it's just like it's just like perfectly crafted, you know, little arc within the show, but also like you know stuff you know about the characters coming home to roost but so hilarious and just like a similar thing and it's like i don't know i not i feel like not all shows like ever have an episode like that like lots of shows even comedies that i love and watch on a regular basis you know uh, uh, can you can be you can be a really good sitcom that i that you can enjoy and laugh at and whatever but Mm -hmm. like not every sitcom has an episode like that like legs With or this energy, Charlie and... works or apparent or, or, um, or Tracy does Conan. And like, I'm not sure I can think of a single other sitcom that does it in episode seven. <laughs> like no show hits its stride that fast. I well, I mean, yeah. technically parks and rec, I think episode seven is episode one of season two because the first season was so short. Okay, and, fine. And that, and that's the episode with the gay penguin wedding, which is not, it's not quite quite as as great as Tracy does Conan. That but is a very good episode, though. You're that right. That was a great episode of TV. Uh, still, though, you, you, your your point but, is well made. But I mean, if there <laughs> but if there were thirty, well, and it's not that Tracy does Conan is like the best episode of Thirty Rock, but like I I haven't seen enough Parks and Rec to know if there's a Parks and Rec episode that like belongs in that pantheon of like this belongs in a textbook for comedy writers. This is yeah, such a good episode. Several. This is why it's, I keep on telling you need to watch more Parks and Rec. Is the show gets so much better. I know it's <laughs> yep. it's. But it's but again it's you know it wouldn't be the peng- gay penguin wedding episode though right like I mean that's a very funny episode it's a very good episode it's not the greatest episode right, right. well and again not to and I, I you know I don't know why I'm I don't know why I'm having this like knee jerk reaction just because you're <laughs> just because you're slightly arguing against my point like honest obviously if anyone else can, I came with one example you said I can't think of any other example any, I gave you one <laughs> my my and, and you know to like if any if anyone else you know can can match match the the like rapid level of sophistication and achievement with her show that tina fey achieved it would be amy poehler that amy makes poehler, perfect yeah. sense 
Um, but you know, like, so, so yes, Parks and Rec, I'm sure there are probably other shows, but like, that's, that's the thing about 30 Rock is like how fast it knows itself and becomes great. Like, and that's true. And that, in that case, like Parks and Rec, it wasn't until season two that it figured out what it was. Um, so something else I want to talk about with 30 Rock back, back to this show, um, the attention to detail in this show, not just in terms of the meta level or like the character builder or anything like that, but the craft that goes into completely throwaway details that are not even jokes in this show. So, for instance, in the Blind Date episode, uh, Jack, when he's talking to Gretchen Thomas, he asks how things are in Pittsfield. And Pittsfield, Massachusetts is where the real GE plastics used to be. <laughs> so that's where she would, would have been working at that time. I think the, I looked it up, and the company that was GE Plastics is now no longer owned by GE. But at that time, that was the, the exactly right place for him to ask how things were. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, another one, this one was in the Tracy Disconan episode. Jenna mentions that she has a vacation home in Clearwater, Florida. And doesn't spell out the fact that I had to Google this. Clearwater, Florida is the home of Scientology, or, or one of the homes of Scientology. So if, if you're willing to do the legwork on that one, <laughs> you, 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 can, you can find a joke there. I did, I did not know that it was. And of course, Jenna is not a Scientologist. She, she follows uh, Kabbalah. <laughs> sort of she later sort of. yeah sarah she later refers to uh like her her version of god is the kabbalah monster <laughs> and you yeah. i think you you might come to appreciate jenna more too because she uh she she grew up in florida so not georgia obviously it's very different um but she her her alma mater is the royal royal tampa academy of dramatic tricks um and one of her <laughs> earliest one of her earliest credits as an actress is a uh is a commercial as a child for gator repellent which is which is something we can all relate to (laughs) well i can't relate to that but (laughs) i meant i meant all of us in in the southeast here (laughs) we have a few gators around yeah you sent me pictures i'm aware um, anyway, I think um, I think I'm good. Besides just wanting to continue to gush, which like obviously Sarah, Sarah, and and the rest of you don't need to listen to me and Eric gush more. <laughs> oh man, I'm just looking back at my notes here. Um, one weird thing that I noticed uh, in that same in uh, Jack meets Dennis. Um, I just kind of out of laziness had captions turned on on Netflix when I was watching these episodes. Interesting. And in ja- Jack meets Dennis. There's a point where um, I think just before the blackout, maybe where um, when all the actors are like injured or otherwise impaired. Yes. Um, uh, Pete says, <laughs> uh, "Maybe we'll be preempted by some national news event." How's Gerald Ford's health? But the caption said, "It's still hurricane season, right?" So I'm wondering, this This would have been a full year after Hurricane Katrina, so I'm not exactly sure why the change or, or how that came about. But in any case, this was less than a month before Gerald Ford actually died when this episode aired. So I'm like, I'm really, I'm, I just thought it was bizarre that they had two, that there, were, there were alternate jokes for, for that, I guess, based on news. That's so <laughs> interesting. Well, you know, I mean, they do change stuff like that in shows a lot. So, like, I do, I do wonder, like, what the, what the deal is, whether it's, whether that change comes out of, I'm, I'm assuming it would be a Gerald Ford thing. Like, like after Gerald Ford died, they decided the joke was in poor taste but they or something. Ke- they kept the audio of how's Gerald Ford's health, but the caption on Netflix is "It's still hurricane season, right?" 
So I, I have no idea the calculus there, because this would have been, like, they would have been making this episode long enough after Katrina that it would have been maybe too soon, but they... I, I, have, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's, like, it's odd. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that, that that was a little bit weird, and just literally the last thing that I had uh, writ- written down in my notes was... Um, oh, shoot, and I lost it. Uh... Well, before you get to that, I'll say the the yeah. um the la- the la- one of the last things that I had, which was the whole reason we watched Blind Date. I mean, it's a good episode in general, but like when we were dis- discussing what episodes to watch, like, do you ever worry about choking to death alone in your apartment? Oh, it's so weird you would say that. I think about it all the time. I mean, you'd die, and they wouldn't find you until your neighbor's dog smelled you from the hallway. I and I feel like I feel like Eric, now, Eric, you have roommates, right? Yes. Um, but I feel like Sarah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah and I each, <laughs> each live alone. I mean, you have, you have cats at least, but, um, they're not going to do a whole lot for me. <laughs> no, your cats will not. They'll just like, they might eat you actually. Yep. Um, I keep them alive, I guess. I was telling her, I was yelling at the TV screen going, no, go for the phone go for the phone, that's what you use. And she used a chair, which is also an acceptable answer. But I know these things. Like, you've got to use something because I'm prepared for this situation. <laughs> no, and you do you do think about that stuff. Like, I have a... Um, you know, when her when she says, you know, ever since I turned... Uh, ever since I turned 30. 30, every time I step in the bathtub, like, I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to slip. Well, I, okay, I'm not 30 yet, but I, uh, I have this... I have a clawfoot bathtub... And so it's like, so it's like a hot elevated off the ground kind of, it's like a little bit of like a climb into it. And like, I can't tell you how often I'm like, oh my God, like I, you know, you get a little bit, like a little bit off kilter and you're like, I would be, I would be dead. Like what would happen? Mm -hmm. My fish aren't going to call 911. I, I, there was an onion uh, headline recently. It, it ran a, it didn't have an article. It was just a picture of this beautiful golden retriever. And the onion headline that ran with it was Loyal dog waits two full hours before consuming dead owner's face. Yeah. <laughs> Going off of that episode, I really appreciate how many Law and Order guests they've had. <laughs> because you had um, Dennis, who's also Mayhem, who I love. Yep. And he was on Law and Order SVU, and then um, Gretchen Thomas, and I forget what her name is, and she was off of regular Law and Order. She was a oh, lawyer. That's right. She's an ADA, mm-hmm. isn't she? Yep. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, SVU <laughs> like on a lot of that show, right? Like, oh she, yeah, she was, yeah. Like, she took regular. over. Yeah, she was on SVU yeah. too. She took over. But yeah, no, I saw them, and I'm like, oh, Law and Order. Well, Another time. <laughs> if you, if you, thanks, NBC. If you have much uh, like affection for other NBC things, there's a lot of NBC that happens in this series, including like there's there's a lot of like Ann Curry and the, a lot of a lot of NBC anchors like Ann Curry, Brian Williams, lots I mean, of Brian Williams, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, no, I mean Conan shows up again, Ann Curry is around, and other Today Show people. Oh, Matt Lauer. There's a lot of Matt Lauer also. <laughs> Oh yeah, a and lot like, of Matt Lauer. And the thing that's the thing that's kind of remarkable about it is, and also remarkable about the show as a whole, like because the show can be really quite critical of NBC a lot of the time, um, like most, it, almost all the time. It's it's quite critical of NBC and like really, really like brutally abuses it 
especially in later seasons when like NBC was like a ratings just absolute nightmare and like <laughs> the show makes no bones about that like it it makes it makes jokes on it all the time but anyway in a similar vein like all of those anchors like Matt Lauer appears on the show a lot and like almost always as part of a like a joke at his own expense <laughs> like, yeah I love people who can do that <laughs> yeah yeah, Brian Williams on on this show is very uh, endearing as well. I think he was like on. I think this was the show where seeing him cameo on this was was sort of like a you know oh, okay. Well, it, l- later on when he got in some trouble for for saying some stuff that wasn't exactly true, it was kind of like you know oh well I already sort of liked him. It, it this this softened <laughs> the softened the uh, reputation I guess. Um, is that so? Uh, back to Tracy just Conan. This is the thing I was going to say earlier, and I was trying to. Obviously, trying to we have a lot of thoughts about that episode. <laughs> okay, so Tracy just Conan airs in I think 2006, maybe early 2007. In 2008, there is a famous incident. That you, I'm not sure if you, if you uh, would have seen this episode on a real episode of Conan's late night show like before he hosted the tonight show and then before his tbs show on just the late night with conan o'brien kanye west was on and in the middle of the interview told conan that he had to go to the bathroom and like was like being a really uncooperative interviewee and everyone this is like a famous thing for 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 you know for a while like people were talking about it for a while there is not a single thing you can say to convince me that Kanye didn't watch 30 Rock and then do that as a stunt. Like, I do not believe I am a, I am a truther on this this fact. I believe that Kanye did not have to pee, that he was like, I he saw what Tracy uh, Jordan did. He's like, that sounds like Kanye West right there. I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I got I to, gotta, you know, uh, act up a little bit on this show. And, it, yeah, I mean, the fact that it was on Conan as well. Like, yeah, I don't specifically know. that show of all possible yeah. shows. <laughs> Seems a little fishy. A little fishy. Yeah. It does. Um, it makes you it makes you wonder. You yeah. have mm-hmm. to wonder. <laughs> Paranoid. Well, that just confirms my suspicions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh god the one-liners on this show i could go on forever but we shouldn't do that yeah uh instead of doing that uh emily uh what are we going to be doing next season oh yeah this is our this is our season finale of, yeah. of season five thanks for joining us for a very special season finale sarah yeah um and actually next season you're going to be back aren't you uh, from what I hear, what you tell me. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah and actually a bunch of people, um, some of whose voices you have already heard as as guest geeks or noobs in, in previous uh, seasons of, of our podcast, and some people who you may have heard elsewhere, but not on this particular podcast, uh, are going to be joining us um, for a whole bunch of episodes. We're going to do a whole season with uh, nothing but guest geeks to introduce us to some some you know serious gaps in eric and my uh eric's and my shared pop culture knowledge including star trek believe it or not there are many many things that neither of us has any familiarity with it may seem like we know everything but trust trust me that's not true i don't think anyone has ever accused us of knowing everything maybe about harry potter but maybe about harry potter yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no including including Star Trek and uh, Twin Peaks and all kinds. Fast and the Furious. Yeah, we've we've got a lot of fun stuff in store. So Um, we don't know exactly when we'll be back. Some number of weeks away from from now. We're going to take a little bit of a break here so we can record some of those episodes. But Uh, you will definitely see us return if you subscribe. 
Yes, go subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes or Google or whatever. Whatever app you use, we are there. Until then, uh, Sarah, thank you again for joining us. Is there anywhere that people can find you online if they want to hear more from you? Um, I have an Instagram, which is at csarahexplore. Um, and that's pretty much it. Not and really. Emily, where else can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me sometimes tagged on Sarah's Instagram. Um, <laughs> and also I'm on uh, Twitter and also Instagram at EJ Reports. And I am on Twitter and Instagram, although I haven't used Instagram in like forever. Uh, at Hey Hey ESJ. This is Giant Geek versus Mega Noob clogging on Conan's stage. Everyone knows the most delicious part of the muffin is the top. That whole grain low fat I know you want a piece of that But I just want to dance This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob For more, visit GVNPodcast.com I'm just here to dance So good